and welcome to Our Mind Gym with Renee, a Team Ferris original production where we believe that motocross is more than just going fast. It is an empowering vehicle that teaches us how to navigate life. Join us weekly as we discuss the life lessons and growth mindset that give us a competitive advantage both on and off the track. Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode six of Our Mind Gym podcast series and the first of 2022. I hope you all had an amazing Christmas and New Year, celebrating with your friends and your family, eating like kings and living the good life. We actually decided to take a little break over the past few weeks to reset and recharge so that we could really hit the ground running as we clocked over into the new year, which is actually what I'm going to be speaking about today. So right now, many of us are or have been reflecting on the past 12 months and beginning to set our intentions for the year ahead. This can be a really powerful practice when done right. But unfortunately, the reality is that most people will never experience the reality of the goals that they set. This time of year, people get all like enthusiastic talking about how this year is going to be better than bigger than ever before. That motivation often gets carried into January. You start going to the gym and eating better or whatever your thing is. But then by February, life has sunk back in. Reality hits. You're back at work or school. Demands start calling. And before you know it, you've slipped back into old habits, old ways of doing and thinking. Now, without even realizing it, you've hit the repeat button. Your life's looking the same as it did the year before. And in a few months' time, someone like me will make a post on social media or something reminding you of the goals that you set at the start of the year. And in your mind, you start like listing off all the same limitations and excuses that you've been running. You start justifying your actions, selling yourself on how your current reality isn't that bad, you should just be happy with what you've got and the results you're getting. Now, I'm not saying this last statement is a bad thing. We should be happy with what we have. Gratitude is one of the most powerful resources we have. But we are here to grow. We're here to live. And in my eyes, repeating the same year over and over again is not living. It feels so freaking shit to come to the end of the year and realize you're in the same place, setting the same goals, hoping that this year things will go your way. I know this because I did it for a really long time. Year after year, I'd write down the same dreams and fantasies, then have that gut-wrenching realization that a whole year had passed and I was still in the same rut. So this is why I'm here today, making this podcast, sharing what I've learned and changed so that you can beat the odds with me and become one of the few people who actually achieve their 2022 goals. And the first thing we're going to do is draw a line in the sand. Everything you are, everything you have in your current reality is a manifestation of your thoughts, decisions, and actions of the past. But everything you will become and create in your reality moving forward will be a manifestation of your thoughts, decisions, and actions that you take from this moment on. It is time to embrace change. As Einstein says, doing the same thing and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. The problem is 
there is a lot of unspoken pressure to keep liking the things you used to like and keep showing up and doing things the way you've always done them. And for whatever reason, be yourself in our society really means be what everyone knows you as. I'm raising your awareness to this to help you prepare for some social discomfort, particularly with those closest to you. People don't mean to do it. It's not like our friends and family will intentionally try to sabotage what we're trying to do. It's just human behavior. You see, our brains are prediction machines. We use our past memories to predict what we think will or should happen. So naturally, our friends and family who have lots of memories with us have stronger expectations of how they think we'll act. Thus, when we do something different, it catches them off guard and like appears out of character. And depending on what changes you're making and where they're at in their lives, it can actually create a slight degree of separation. If you think about it, the word relationship even starts with the word relate. We often form bonds with people because we relate to them, like the same things, do the same things, share the same interests, etc. So when we start shifting that by spending more or less time on certain things, it often has like a flow on effect with your relationships. It has a way of bringing some people closer and other people end up feeling a bit more distant. I'm not trying to scare you here, but I do want to highlight some of the reasons why people don't stick with the new habits and end up falling back into old routines. Because in both life and motocross, if you really want to experience different and better results, you need to look beyond the tangible stuff and get to the roots. Now, let's break this down further by looking at how we typically set goals. Our most common responses in the motocross space are, I want to win a championship. I want to be on a podium. I want to get up to A grade. And that's a good start. But these goals are all centered around the outcome and not your identity. You see, there are three levels at which change can occur. Imagine them like layers of an onion. The first layer is changing your outcomes. It's where most people set their goals and consume themselves with what it will look like in the future. The second layer is changing your process. This level is like systems-based. It's where we focus on changing our habits and our systems, implementing new routines and training programs. The third and the deepest layer is changing your identity. This level is values-based. It's where we focus on shifting our beliefs, our worldview, our self-image, and our judgments. This is the most profound. It is where we hold our assumptions and our biases. It's that voice inside your head that tells you whether you can or can't do something. In short, outcomes are what you get, processes are what you do, and identity is what you believe. When it comes to manifesting your vision, all three layers play a really key role. The most effective approach that we can take is to start from the inside out, focusing on who we want to become and build identity-based habits that then create our results as a byproduct. It's a beautiful way of doing things. Also, by going three layers deep and not just setting surface level goals, you get to work out pretty quickly whether or not this is actually what you want. You might be thinking, why would I set a goal if I didn't want it? But this happens a lot more than you probably realize. 
Because every day, our senses are picking up noise from our parents, teachers, friends, spouse, family, boss, colleagues, and all the people and influences in our lives, which is exaggerated with social media now in the palm of our hands most of the day. Literally, from the moment we are born, we are told what to do, what to think, and how to do things. Everyone thinks that they're helping us by telling us what to do and how to best live our lives. But what they are really doing is telling you how they wished they lived theirs. Yes, that includes me too. Every person that you receive advice from is projecting their values onto you. It is up to you to take what's valuable, let the rest go so that you can stay on your own path. Sounds easy, right? It's not. Throughout our lives, we end up with so much noise in our mind that unless we consciously stop and check in with ourselves through meditation or mindfulness of some sort, voices on the outside quickly drown out the voices on the inside. Before we know it, we take on these injected values from others as our own and start doing things we think we need to or should or got to do instead of the things that we actually want to and get to and would love to do. The biggest problem with this is that our bodies are not wired to fulfill someone else's values. It's a vehicle for our soul to fulfill our unique individual values. And so both biologically and physiologically, our bodies react positively or negatively in an attempt to redirect us. So to put this into perspective, when you pursue something that's truly of value to you, your body and mind work optimally. You're inspired from within and require no motivation. You're naturally more focused, more disciplined, and more reliable. Your memory capacity increases and you've got more energy and attention to detail. But when you pursue something that you think you want, but it's actually lower on your values, you'll have conflict within. You'll find yourself distracted, hesitating, and procrastinating getting more frustrated as you forget things and need extra motivation to make it happen. So before you start implementing these changes into your life, it's worthwhile to look at your goals and ask yourself honestly, why do I want this? Is this something that I truly want or am I doing this because I think I should? Am I doing this for me or am I doing it for somebody else? This was a really big exercise in our house this year, as both Dean and I made some major changes from where we were aiming this time last year. As many of you know, Dean's returned to racing, and I've actually pivoted my business model to free up more time to be with our family and integrate the work for myself. In my opinion, this is one of the most critical steps in the process, because universal law tells us that you will always get what you want at the level of the soul. So the more that we try to force something that isn't truly what we want, we end up attracting unexpected events to try and redirect us. And if you keep ignoring the message and forcing something, you'll get one that's undeniable. Without going into detail, this is how we were blindsided by Dean's accident in 2020. All I'm gonna say on this one for today is that every conscious decision made for you is a subconscious decision made by you. Nothing ever happens to you. Life is always happening for you. Now, before I go too deep and lose you, let's get back to goals. So once you've confirmed it's your goal and you've taken on your compelling new identity, 
it's time to plan ahead. What's that saying? If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Or as Napoleon Hill says, start with the end in mind and work your way back. So what we want to do is get really clear on exactly what it will take for us to get there. Turn our one big goal into a bunch of micro goals, like checkpoints along the way. Write down to daily actions that will support the new beliefs and new identity. Once we've then got our daily actions and monthly or quarterly checkpoints so that we can track our progress, it's time to look at systems and habits. Look at what needs to change. Reflect on your current routines, past actions, and already formed habits. Which ones can stay and which ones need to go? What can we learn? How can we become more empowered in this area of life? Who can help you with this? What can you invest in to make it easier? And what about accountability? I highly, highly recommend putting in a system in place to keep you in check. Whether it be accountability to yourself or with somebody else, it's totally up to you. My preference is making it external to you because it is way easier to bullshit to yourself than to somebody else. Because like, even if it's super important and of value to you, there will still be days when there are things pop up that appear to have a greater priority. So having an accountability partner is super helpful. One disclosure here though, start with what you know and let what you know grow. So be mindful that when you're setting these action steps, you are using your current level of thinking. So make sure that you stay flexible because as we learn and grow throughout the year, more things will unfold. You might be presented with new doors or new opportunities, new ways of doing things. So be mindful not to fully close yourself off. What we like to do is simply ask ourselves, what's the aim of the game? So know your definite chief aim, like your end goal or your mission, whatever you want to call it. And when new things pop up, ask yourself, is this helping me or distracting me? Now, the line can get a bit blurred between changing to improve or changing to divert. So it's up to you to determine which is going forward and which is just a sidestep. But don't be afraid to make a choice. Either way, you'll win or learn. Now, moving on. Once you've got a really clear on your goal, created your compelling new identity, formed a detailed plan covering all three layers of change, the final piece of advice for today is to bring your vision into the present. From this moment on, when you talk about your goal or write it down or reference it in any way, put it in the present tense. I am statements are incredibly powerful. It's like a declaration of the state of being in the moment. The key here though, is to think about how it will make you feel and choose to feel that today. Don't wait until it happens. Start feeling it now because when you feel that way, you show up that way, you think that way, you make decisions that way. Um, Try like vividly imagining exactly what it will be like for you to achieve your 2022 vision. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like, smell like? Get so clear that it feels like you're there. Did you know that your subconscious mind can't actually tell the difference between what's real and imagined? I want you to get that clear. 
once you've got that and you can vividly imagine exactly it, I want you to ask yourself, how can you experience elements of this right now? So quantum physics tells us that everything you're seeking is already yours. The timing is about becoming a vibrational match and we do this by bringing it into the present moment and feeling it before we see it. Being grateful for it, not just when you physically experience it, but from the moment you decide to create it. I read recently some really great advice from David Gigandi that said, do not throw yourself forward into where you wish to be all day long. Imagination about the future is great, for that is what you use to create your future. But the present has great value. Only through acting and living in the present can you get to the future. Only through acting and living in the present can you get to the future. Do not spend all day daydreaming about a future time saying, if only, mentally escaping the present and dwelling in an imaginary tomorrow, going about the whole day in a dreamlike state, being only half aware and conscious of the details going on in your day. These behaviors actually slow you down on your trip to a better tomorrow, just as it is necessary to set future goals if you wish to progress. It is necessary to embrace and experience the present and act in it consciously and with awareness. Remember, the universe can only use the present moment to send you clues, people, events, and opportunities to advance. It cannot use the imaginary future. Instead of chasing a better life by throwing your consciousness into the future, bring it back to the present and let the future chase it there. And with those wise words, I am going to wrap up today's session. If you're open to it, I'd love to hear your goals and your key takeaways from today's episode. So drop a comment or send me a message on Instagram at renee.ferris. Have a sensational week and I'll see you back here next Wednesday.